here, and uh, you have a plan, and Lord, we want to cooperate with it. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can be seated. Uh, you, you saw that growth track uh, advertisement being repeated. Yeah. Hey, Terry and Shannon <laughs> snuck back there, and they wanted to get the point across, drive it through. You guys need to, if you haven't gotten connected with the church, get in the growth track, Amen. And so just wanted to uh, say that. And so it's all right. It's all right. It's all good, right? It's all good? Come on, some of y'all. Some of y'all with this program, some of y'all are like, okay, I'm, I'm just barely waking up. Let me wipe the sleep out of my eyes. Hey, it's good to, it's good to be here with you guys. Let me move this. And uh, it's good to uh, be a part of a church family that loves Jesus. And loves people, genuinely. And so thank you guys so much. A uh, couple of things that I just want to say. Our, our marriage conference that's coming up uh, that we're extremely excited about. You can go online this year. We are doing this as a seeding into marriages. And uh, we want to see marriages succeed and uh, so please, please get online. It's, there's no cost to you. Uh, th- we're simulcasting this in. My wife and I have attended this conference at, uh, at uh, uh, Gateway uh, in uh, South Lake, uh, Texas for over, I think, 10 years. And last year when we were sitting in, I said, we need to bring this into our church. And they simulcast it in. And so we're simulcasting it in live here and so it's on a Friday evening and a Saturday morning, and we want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. All you need to do is go on to our church website, and on our ch- church website, there's a link where you can uh, link on and go ahead and go through. If you're not married, but you know you're going to eventually get married as soon as God sends you somebody, then go ahead and uh, you're more than welcome to come. I did have an announcement uh, that we would do a, a uh, marriage ex- ex- uh, vow exchange during that time. We will not be doing that. It's just not going to work out. And so if you wanted to get married and uh, you were anticipating that, just come and see me. We can do it a different time. We'll help, we'll help you out, okay? All right. Uh, f- don't forget our, our prayer services that are coming up. It's going to be fabulous, okay? The, the next two Fridays at 7 o'clock. I want to get into today's message. I believe that God has, like I said earlier, a great uh, 2018 for for all of us, uh, as a church body, as a church. Uh, I know that we are at different places. Can we all agree? Uh, we're at diff- different places in life. We're at different places in, in, uh, in our spiritual walk. Uh, we're at different places in our connectivity with, uh, with the local church. All of us need to be connected to a church. And, uh, and, and there's a number of different re- reasons. One, it's the healthiest place that you can be. When you're connected to a body, the Bible, uh, uh, Jesus himself uh, alludes to us being like a body. And every body, every person that is a part of a body uh, needs to be connected because that's where you draw strength from the rest of the body, just like your arm does to the, to the rest of the body. And, and you're nurtured and you're nourished. And, and not only is it, 
benefit you, but and I don't. We we need to not be selfish because, the, you know, it's not all about us. Uh, we make a greater impact as a body when we're moving together and doing what God wants us to do. So my intent with this this message here is not only to benefit you; it will absolutely. Today's message, and along with this whole series, is going to benefit you, and it'll it'll revolutionize your life. But it's also so that we can be in a better position to make a greater impact on where we're going as a church. I believe that this year has great promise. Look around. Look around, okay? We've got some empty seats. Not a whole lot, but we've got a few. But I'm telling you, God has much greater... A desire and a design for us as a church because as long as there are people out there to be reached for Christ, we need to be growing. And I, I believe that this year has promised for great, great, great growth. And so I want to position us uh, to, to receive that growth. And we've got to have the mindset uh, to be able to receive that. Are you with me? And so if you're new to Church on Move, I believe you're here by design. I believe that God's uh, bringing people, because that's my prayer every day, that he would bring people and that he wants here to, to, help, to help facilitate what he has uh, desired and designed for us as a church to make the impact. At the same time, again, we all benefit. And excuse me, I, I've been fasting, so I'm going to have to drink a lot of water and I get very dry in my mouth, okay? Okay. Uh, so I started a series last week that we are calling Having a Life That You Love. How many of you want a life that you love? Yes. Not one that you hate. You already hate. Some of you already hate your life, right? Some, some do. It's like, oh, I hate this life. It's like, ah, another day. I've got to get up and face another. got to face that woman again. You know, it's like, <laughs> golly. And... Uh, or I got to face that man again, or however it may go. And, and, and so, you know, God wants us to have a, a life that we love. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap just a little bit from last week so that we can keep tracking where we're wanting to go. And I, honestly, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. Just remember, every one of us have issues. So you're, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect, we all have issues. And I always say this, we, I have issues, you have issues, and we all have issues, and if you think you don't have an issue, that's your issue. Isn't that right? But w- w- So I don't pretend to be perfect, nor will I. Uh, we all have areas, so it's not, a, it's not a perfect life, but you can have a life that you love. And God wants that for every one of us. So 1 Peter chapter 3, we'll start there. And uh, so I can give, give you a scripture where I, I, I got this from. It says here, For he who would love life, he who would love life, in the Greek New Testament, the, 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 uh, the scripture was written in Greek in the New Testament, in the Old Testament it was written in Hebrew. In the New Testament it literally reads, For he who has a life that he loves. I love that. So for he who has the life that he loves will see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good and let him seek peace and pursue it. 
And so there's six things in order to have the life that we love. I laid out, I laid out what God wants for us. There's other things that I want you to see here. First of all, it says, see good days. God wants us to see good days. See good days. Now, to see good days, uh, it, it means this in the Greek. It says, days where you have the time of your life. God wants us to have the time of our life. I, I'm telling you, I'm having the time of my life. I didn't think that life could be so, so good in, in many areas of my life. I'm just having the time of my life. Does that mean that I don't have issues? I have some issues, guys, at home. My water heater, I've been struggling with some stuff. And, you know, it's cold outside, right? And we have this uh, uh, all-electric water heater. And so it's uh, tankless, by the way. And it's a tankless water heater. And, uh, and so it's been giving us fits, and so I ordered some parts, or a part to, to put in it, put the part in, go turn on the shower, and because cold showers during this time is horrible, and so I uh, went and turned on the shower, awesome, it, it was warm, it was hot, it was great, and uh, that was, you know, midday when I did that, and then go to take a shower, and it didn't work. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was, it, I mean, it's just no fun being cold. And so, you know, but I don't let it interrupt the day that God has for us, the good day that I'm ha- still having the time of my life, just a little cold, okay? <laughs> just a little cold. And so God wants us to have the time of our life, regardless of your circumstances. That's what I'm trying to say. You're going to have some negative circumstances in the midst of the having the time of your life. Amen? And, 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 and so I, I just want you to understand that, know that. And, uh, and also, the thing that I brought out last week, too, is that, uh, is that there's, there's a word in there that I want you to see. It says, he who would, he who would love life. That word would, actually, in some translations, it gives the word will. They will it. It's not like it's going to just happen on you. It's not uh, just going to. Be, it's not just going to. Some some day you're going to win the lottery, and it's and it's like, yay! I'm going to have the time of my life now. No, it's like you're going to have to will it. And so I put that in your notes. The word will or would love the, uh, your life. It means this: will to purpose. I think I have it in there. Do I, Sheila? Uh, yeah. To. No, 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 no. Anyway, it means this. It says, what, uh, it means will to purpose to decide upon and to, dis- to see your desires to its execution, to be willing to press into action. We've got to be willing to press into action in order to have the time of our life. And so I'm going to give you some, some action plans today in order to have that time of your life, in your life, okay? Now, I, want, I gave you another scripture last week if you were with us, and that's John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, the thief comes. Does he come? Absolutely. And it says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said this, I have come that you may have life and have it more 
abundantly. Now, what, what that means here, more abundantly in the Greek, it means to the full till it overflows. The word life means there, and then Sheila, now you can bring up that, uh, that portion. Uh, life more abundantly means this. It means uh, the God kind of life, health, happiness, prosperity, and vitality to the full till it overflows. The word vitality means energy, energy drive, fire, and passion. That's what it means. I don't know about you, but I want energy, energy drive, and passion. I want life. I don't want to be lifeless. I don't want to just be rocking through life. I want to be, I want to be full of life, full of passion, full, full of drive. And, and, and let me tell you, if you haven't uh, lived in this life, there's all kinds of uh, things that happen that come against you that want to suck the very breath out of you, that takes, wants to take the air out of yourself and, and, and cause you to stand still. And, and the devil's out to do that. But thank God we're in Christ. And because we're in Jesus Christ, we have the victory. We have the power. Again, the word of the Lord to us today is those weights are gone. The chains are broken. Run, baby, run. Amen. And that's the word of the Lord to us today. And so let's, let's go with it. Uh, and God has great, great things for us. So with all that being said... I want to take you to one more passage of Scripture. In Luke chapter 4, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus speaking, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim, get this, two words, acceptable, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He has, he has, he has, uh, clo- he, then he closed the book, gave it to the, uh, gave it back to the attendee, sat down, and, and the eyes of all those that were in a synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, today, listen, life has changed because I'm on the scene. From this point on, this is for you. From this point on, this is for you. And in, in, in Isaiah, it brings something out, that, it, and that's what he was quoting is Isaiah 61. It brings out this in Isaiah 2. It says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of the Lord and to comfort all those that mourn. The day of vengeance is on hold until the close of this, of this, of this grace age, until the, until the end of this age, until the end of this time. But right now... We are in the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. We are in the place where God wants us to have the life of our, uh, the time of our life, the life of our time, the time of our life. He wants us to, He wants us to enjoy uh, a, an abundant life, Amen, full of health, prosperity, and blessing. He wants that for us, yes. and we need to get hold of this. And I don't care if you're in the, if you don't have two nickels to rub together. And by the way, life isn't all about money. It's about relationships. Your relationship with God and one another. I know people that they have no money, have great relationships for them. Life is great. And then I know people with money, lots of money, that uh, their relationships are great and life is great. Then I know people with lots of money and their relationships stink and their life stinks. Amen? 
And so we, it just, it's all about relationships, and so God has that for us. Anyway, the, the, the acceptable year uh, in, the, in the Hebrew means this, the year of delight, favor, acceptance, goodwill, kindness, and grace. That's what it is in the Greek, but in the, in, in the, I mean in the Hebrew. In the Greek, it means this, the most blessed time. We're in the most blessed time. When Jesus got through reading, he dropped the mic and says, we're in the most blessed time. I mean, this, this day, it's been fulfilled. This is where we're at. We're in the most blessed time where salvation, which salvation is all inclusive, everything that he has provided for us, which is health, prosperity, blessing, peace, joy, everything that he has for us. We're in the most blessed time where salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound are you believing god for this i'm here i'm here to tell you this year god wants us to put not only our faith out there but our expectations and he wants us to press towards that paul says i haven't arrived he says i don't claim to have arrived but this one thing that i do is i press towards the mark of the high calling of god and i'm telling you it's going to take god's favor his profusely abounding favor upon our life to achieve what he wants us to achieve as, as a church. Amen. It's going to take that. Without the favor of God on our life, it ain't going to happen. Okay, that being said, I have so much to say in so short of time. That being said, let me say this. Uh, as I was praying uh, on Friday night, I felt when we were in our corporate time, I felt like the Lord just dropped something in my heart. And it was the word ask. And I knew when he said ask, I meant that he meant A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. And those doors will be open unto you. And, and if you ask not, you'll receive not. And we've got to go ask, seek, and knock in order to see the favor of God to abound in our life. Let's not be uh, shy about where, what we're to go after today. Amen? And then and, and, and this year. All right. With that being said, I have a lot to say. So what I want to do is I want to talk about today uh, specifically what it lays out, the action plan that it lays out. In order to have the life that we love, we have to have a life designed by our words. A life designed by our words. Go ahead and bring that up, please. Uh, no, a life designed by our words, our, our title. Okay. It's coming. There it is. A life designed by our words. We have to have words that, uh, that uh, get us to where we need to go. James says it this way, that your words will, will guide your life. Your words will, will cause your, the, the course of your life to be where it needs to be. Okay? And, and so what I want to do is I want to I show you from Scripture. I'm going to take two out of the six things today that it lays out in order to have the time of your life that you and I need in our life. All right? So first of all, number one, the first thing I want to share with, with all, everybody today is that it tells us to refrain our tongue from evil. Now, here's the thing that many people do when they read it. Well, I'm doing that. I'm not cussing. 
I'm not, I'm not saying anything with my tongue. Well, some of you say that. Anyway, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying those dirty words or those different things. And again, you know, we're reading, we're reading, sometimes we read these translations and it doesn't, it doesn't accurately communicate what, what it read in the, in the original text. And so what I want you to see what it means is this. It means this. It means to cause to cease. The word refrain means to cause to cease. We need to stop doing it. And, and, and our tongue is very powerful. A matter of fact, let me just give you some scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So our tongue has the ability to produce life, that God kind of life. Number two, uh, Proverbs 6, uh, 2 says this. It says, you are, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So our, our words will, man, tell you they're powerful. No wonder he says, watch your words. Don't let evil come out of them. And then Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Why, why are so many people in trouble? Trouble physically, financially, relationally, spiritually, mentally, in every which way, because they're speaking words that bring that evil upon their life. And most people don't realize the, the power of their words. And so we've got to refrain our, our tongues from evil. Now, what does that evil, that word evil mean? I'm glad you asked. You asked good questions. So here it is. The word evil means to give back. You know, God, when he died on the cross, he gave us, or Jesus, when he died on the cross, he gave us everything that we need for life and godliness. And by our words, we give it back. We give it back. We use our words to give back what he's already provided. It also means to recede, to retire, retreat in battle. Our words will will cause us to retreat in battle and get others in trouble. Now, here, because of the lack of time, I'm just going to quote a lot of scripture here. I mean, I'm going to refer to a lot of scripture here, but but it, it connects to... Uh, the children of Israel. If you remember the children of Israel, uh, 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 they, uh, God told um, Moses to go into the promised land after being, after being rescued out of Egypt. They went through the, prom, uh, the wilderness and they went up to the edge of the promised land. You all remember the story? And, and so Moses sent 12 spies in. And 12 spies went in to spy the land. And their objective was not to see whether it could be done or not. God had already said, this is your baby. This is your land. And it, they were supposed to go in and, and create an action plan and how to, how to get that land uh, that was already rightfully theirs. And so out of the 12, 10 came back and says, oh man, look at all the grapes. The grapes great. Uh, the, the, the land is great. As a matter of fact, it flows with milk and honey. And, and that word, those words, milk and honey, literally means it is a land that promotes health and prosperity. It is a land that promotes health and prosperity. Can I tell you that the kingdom of God promotes health and prosperity? Amen. I mean, it promotes health and prosperity. 
And, and so he, they came back and they brought an evil report and says, there is no way that we can do this. There's no possible way that we can get there. And so what I want, I want, you, I want you to understand is that's the evil report. What happened? They gave back what God gave them. What happened with their mouth? They, they, they brought an evil report of doubt and unbelief. And that's where a lot of people are, is that we can't do it. There's no way that we can do it. And, uh, and so we, we've got to watch that. Uh, in verse 30 of Numbers chapter, I believe, 11, uh, Numbers 13, uh, in verse 30 it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Can I tell you the biggest, the biggest church in Tyler is maybe not the church that you think is. it is. It's the church that we are not able church is the biggest church. We are not able. You know what? We cannot be the church that is the, we are not able to go do it. We need to be the church that is, we are able to go do it. Are you with me this morning? We are able to go up and accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. This, this year has great promise, and we've got to get ready for it. You and I, where you are personally in your personal walk with God and, and what God has for you, you need to, you need to enter into the land that promotes health and prosperity. In order for us to all achieve what needs to be achieved, I don't know about you, but this excites me. I mean, it it totally excites me for where we're going. I told this story, uh, 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 I I think it was last month in our Wednesday night, uh, uh, first Wednesday uh, service, and I just want to tell it to you because I think it's, it's just perfect for here. And that was my, uh, my wife and my, uh, myself were going, and it was when my, before my two granddaughters were born, and so he was real small, and we were taking my grandson to Chuck E. Cheese, and, and uh, on the way to Chuck E. Cheese, of course, we, we want to just bless our, our grandchildren so much, as much as we possibly can. And, and my wife was saying, grandson, we're going we're gonna to one day be able to take you to uh, Disney land and man with his old I mean innocent face and he knew we were going to Chuck E. Cheese and he looked up at her and said Nana no 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 Chuck E. Cheese Chuck E. Cheese (laughs) and and too many of us we can't see beyond Chuck E. Cheese and and, and we can't see Disneyland because of where we are right now I mean, we're living right here, but I'm telling you, God wants to stretch us. He wants to grow our, our family. He wants us to have great great uh, amount of people here so that we can do a greater impact. And you might say, well, I'll get lost in the crowd. Not here. Why? Let me tell you why that, that is. Is because we're not a church with small groups. We are a church of small groups. We are a church that want to connect, and we are high relational as a church. We have purposed that. Regardless of how big we get, we're going to make sure that relationships are primary. Uh, primary? Yeah, primary. Had to think about it. They're primary in, in our church. And so, hey, we are able. Amen? 
We're going to Disneyland, baby. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is good, but Disneyland is better. Amen? And so let's get, with it. let's get with it. All right, let me give you the second thing. It says, refrain your tongue from evil. Watch doubt and unbelief. Watch, watch. Don't retreat back when the battle comes. In the middle of battle, many of us, we, we retreat back. But the second point I want to bring to you is that it says, refrain your lips from speaking deceit. And I'm not going to spend a whole long, a lot of time on this. I did a whole series on, on this. And, and, but, and honestly, each one of these points, uh, I could do a, a huge series on these. But I, wanna, I just want to give you that word deceit means, it means guile. In, in, in one translation, it says that. But it means to bait. It means to bait, to entrap. And, and our words, we can entrap people with our words. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you ever gotten angry at somebody and, and you entrap, entrap them? I mean, you, you, get, you get so angry and you speak out words and your words is meant to hurt and it's meant to offend. And that's what it's saying. Don't use your words to bait people to, to bring offense. And that offense, that word offense means scandal on. It means to, it means to entrap. It means like a, a rat trap. I, may, I meant to bring one this morning. It means like to rat, I mean, you, you hurt people when you offend people. And, and, I've, I, and, and we can do that with our words. And so we can, we can cause, we can trick people, we can ensnare people. And that's where a lot of people are. And so I just, I, I just wanted to use that for just a moment and, and just say this, that in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, it says, uh, Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible that no offenses will come, but woe to him through whom they come. Jesus said, Watch it. The one that is causing people to be baited, and trapped, woe to them. Offenses will come. It's going to happen. And, and by the way, if it does come your way, respond. Respond in love and just watch the traps that other people, because of their ignorance of the Word of God maybe, because they're still learning to maybe walk in, in the things of God, but watch your words that you don't entrap people. And, and I heard this said one time. I heard this said, said one time, and I, I thought it was so cool and cute. Um, but you know, ladies, you entrap people all the time. How do, how do I look in these Levi's? It's like, oh my gosh, what do I say here? Do I, do I look good in these Levi's? It looks look good, look good. And it's like, you're wanting to say, I want you to look good in those Levi's. It's like, I want you to. Watch, watch that you don't bait people with your words. Amen? Amen. And so those are two biggies. I want you to watch that you don't offend people. Don't, you, don't use your words, because in the heat of the moment, what do you want to do is lash out, or you'll, 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 you'll do things with your words to bait them 
and entrap them and, and ensnare them. And one thing that I've discovered in my own life, if we don't know how to respond to that, what happens is we'll receive that offense and then we'll pass that offense off and then it becomes a vicious uh, uh, cycle for people and then it begins, it begins to hurt people and people do not have the life that they love. They don't experience the life that God has intended. And it's a big thing. And we can, by the way, even though offenses come, we don't have to get offended. And let me give you this last scripture and then I'll close. Psalm 119.165 Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. When we have a great, a great love for the word of God and apply that word to our life, no matter what people say, we still don't have to receive that bait and that entrapment. We can respond by God's word. We can respond by the spirit of God. And honestly, we can disarm with charm. If we'll respond, we can do that. Amen? Amen. Amen.